Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for HealthAid Kombucha. Uh, this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst quenching. Uh, great for your gut health. HealthAid Kombucha comes in many flavors. Pink Lady Apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, it made your tummy feel good? That is Health Aid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum-tum feel good. So make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com slash deals. That's Alienware.com slash deals. Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 284, Episode 5 of Daily Zeitgeist! Woo! It's the big finale. This is still a production of iHeartRadio. It's a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Friday, April 28th, 2023. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. It looks crappy, this chocolate head of King Chucky. It must be said he's worthless, a royal crime this pen leaks. Each stinking time, each stinking time, each stinking time. Uh, that is courtesy of Scotty Magoo on the Discord, and I'm thrilled to be joined by a very special guest co-host, an artist, a musician, the producer of this very podcast. It's super producer Justin Connor. It's super producer Justin Connor, aka Uh-oh. sneakers and tattoos and my puppy lions consuming good art at some fancy museums. Travel TV while I cook all the things. This aka wasn't written by Bing. Okay, <laughs> in fact, it was written by Lacaroni on the Discord. I I feel like maybe I should stress that I'm a more confident rapper than singer. Um, I don't know. I, that I, was pretty good. I went for the the loaf hanging fruit and did a, a my favorite things, aka. I know it's I been done like, a lot. It's hey hack, man. but it's a know. it's a mold that we all you know pour ourselves into at various yeah. times. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I appreciate your bravery, sir. You. And I was transported to wherever the fuck the sound of the sound of music takes place. Uh, Justin, uh, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a very funny stand-up comedian, host of the Patreon show Pod Damn America. I'm assuming it's pronounced like 
hot damn america like wow <laughs> you look great austin texonian texans texonians can catch him at the Velveeta room uh may 26th and 27th it's the brilliant the talented jake flores uh, hello daily z it's good to be here i didn't bring a song i didn't know we were do- doing that at the top you brought yourself you brought your voice yeah, God damn! Those what golden a voice. pipes are are good enough. Yeah, your your voice is a melody. Of its yeah. Own. yeah, sonorous, crisp, resonant. That's great to have you, Jake. How how are you doing? How have you been? I'm feeling pretty good. I am a terrible singer. I did karaoke the other night, and I think I think I might be tone deaf. Like I literally, I'm going to go to a doctor. <laughs> your can, voice sounds great. It seems like you should be a great karaoke singer of like a a Johnny Cash or yeah. a, you know something like that. Yeah. But if, yeah, only songs that are down here. I think I can really live in. You ever do Boys to Men, but just do the deep voice guy? <laughs> that's that's an idea time. for you. I'm just spitballing here. Just yeah, ideas yeah. for you. But next I, I th- time you do karaoke, I think you're supposed to be bad at karaoke. You you can't go up there and blow everyone away. Maybe performance wise, energy wise, charisma wise. But if your voice is too good, it's kind of it's like cheating. You know, people say that. And then like, like, I'm like, no, you have to hear it. And then they hear me and they're like, you're right. There is like, you're a, right. We should never do this again. <laughs> there's like a level below hell, like a sub <laughs> type thing where it's like actually not enjoyable. It's just fucking messed Man, up. I don't know. I, I'll be honest. I've never been to a karaoke anything like i've never not even a little like a uh, boom box like set up at, at like a house party or anything so i don't know how i'm, go- how I'm gonna react to it when i do it because i plan to at some point but yeah yeah i don't i don't imagine it's going to be very good either but i think the point is to have fun so you know get the out there point is to have fun and i will make it not fun <laughs> and i also won't have fun which is weird i get oh, nervous my. doing it and i'm a stand-up comic like i talk to him like, yeah Mm-hmm. Talking, no problem. As soon as I switch to singing, I get it's like the first time on stage again. It really Got hurts it. me out. I think peer pressure works on me. Like when I have to perform, like I just turn it on. I just if I have to be there, I kind of I reach for something deep in my soul. But it's not. I don't know if it's enjoyable because I kind of black out. So I hope everyone from else just drinking <laughs> copious amounts of vodka, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the you know I got to get that. I just kind of black out. I have this weird thing where I get on stage and black out after drinking a handle of vodka. All right. Well, Jake, we're thrilled to have you here. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, a few of the things we're talking about today. Biden's campaign has kicked off. Uh, it's all it's all anyone's talking about. We're all excited. His website is embracing the dark Brandon meme. So we're going to talk about the the dark MAGA, the dark Brandon, why both sides are are embracing those as like good things for their for their respective sides. Trump, the rape trial of Donald Trump, a civil suit brought by E. Jean Carroll, started, didn't get that much attention from the New York Times or anyone. So we'll just talk about that. Black Mirror is coming back. We'll we'll talk about why that's kind of a bummer. Because they just keep telling us like what's about to happen in our society. We might even talk about the Ten Commandments and why they stink. Uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, Jake, I know, fucking harsh take. The Ten Commandments stink. That's right, we said it. <laughs> Jake, before we get to any of that bullshit, though, we, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? 
Oh, what an invasive question. Yes. <laughs> you know, this, yeah, that made me nervous when I heard That it. or we'll like take some passwords, whatever you want to give <laughs> us. Just, you know, mother's maiden name. Of course. Um, yeah. So I looked at this and I, I don't really have anything that damning, I think, in here. But I did, I did Google recently Chewy promo code because I use this website, Chewy, to buy like cat litter and stuff for my cat. Mm. Yeah. And I was... I had a bunch of like cat food and stuff queued up the other day. And I think what I happened is I went on like, um, like a coupon website and I was trying to find, I was trying to steal cat food, I guess is something yeah. that I feel like says something about me. Cause I love my cat, but I'm still like a criminal about it, you know, and <laughs> he's, he's very large. So he needs a lot and it's, Really, it's breaking the bank over here. But yeah, no, I tried to use one of those coupon websites like that. I feel like used to work like 20 years ago or something, you know? Yeah, they really yeah. did. They just generate coupons and it didn't work. So, oh, motherfucker. Kind of sad, but I just paid for the food anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. I have a, uh, a lovely pit bull mix and she, she eats a lot as well. And, uh, I've, also gone through the same thing these coupons are some bullshit and also like i don't know i don't know about you but i i think like this dog is my first dog and i really had ideas about what i was gonna do with her in terms of like oh yeah i'm gonna start cooking her food and i'm gonna make sure it's all nutritious and good and then life kind of you know makes things spin out of control and i really just went for a mix of like dry food and vegetable food but this shit is so expensive and if anyone out there in zeit gang has like a plug for cheap but very like healthy good for your pets animal food please hook it up let me know because I'm, I'm searching out here and i can't find anything oh my god you know what i think we just invented dog food not bombs there you go. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the as, as with everything on the internet, the coupon codes like just got fucked up. Like it went it went from being a cool thing to immediately be like asking you invasive questions and asking you for information and like feeling like you were you know crippling your hard drive <laughs> you know like <laughs> you have to like sign up for a mailing list or some shit to to get the coupon. And yeah. I, I know that wasn't all of them, but it just felt like increasingly it felt like you were clicking on a pop-up ad whenever well, you would sign up for one of these coupon codes. Not yeah. to jump like too far ahead to Black Mirror and all that stuff, but like, uh, you know, with like the AI thing, it's, I think like it's, I feel like a, it, it now, you can feel it now. Anything you do on the internet, you're just like, man, I'm giving these people so much of my mm -hmm. data and they're like yeah. staring at me through my webcam yeah. and mm -hmm. making another me over there and stuff. It's just like, <laughs> it feels weird. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm definitely worried about the amount of my voice that I've put on the internet. Like, I, I truly think they could recreate me at will. Like the I I could be a recreate. This could be just an AI generated version of me that you're listening to right now. I mean, I've been thinking about that recently, and it's. I mean, it might not even be, you know, your choice. Like at some point, maybe one of your like younger relatives will be like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna recreate Jack with because there's so many hours of voice out there. I can just." give it to some AI specialist. I saw some woman who did that the other day. 
that comedian uh, from Vegas. He was like a magic comedian. It was like Dave something. What was his name? Um, oh, uh, the amazing Jonathan. Yeah, amazing Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, yes, Dave. Um, the amazing Jonathan. <laughs> the amazing Dave. <laughs> Dave. I don't know how I, got, I knew who you were talking about. You yeah, yeah. It was a. I congratulate you for that because it wasn't a great description. But he passed, I think, during the pandemic, and I'm not sure if it was pandemic related. But his partner pretty much had him recreated voice wise, and yeah, I I'm not sure necessarily. I guess it's up to each person. She's using it as like a therapy tool. It's it's interesting, the technology yeah. and all the ways it could go, but I wouldn't want a company getting a hold of my shit. That's, yeah, I mean, that is straight up a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, it is. I think they made comparisons to it also during the yeah. thing, a little clip I saw. But yeah, it's it's fascinating. And I don't mean to derail the conversation, but to take it back to the coupon thing, I feel like... I don't know if this is necessarily connected, but I feel like companies that do like the the payment plan thing, like that has been pushed more over like coupon stuff now. Like, oh, buy now, pay later, like Klarna and like all that kind of stuff. I've been seeing way more advertising for that kind of shit lately. Yeah. All you have to do is give us control of your uh, bank account. And yeah. You can just pay whenever you want. Uh, right. Because we will take the money out ourselves yeah i was just gonna say i love subscribing to my refrigerator is the thing about the future <laughs> that we live in yeah mm-hmm. anyway uh, sorry go ahead what is something you think is overrated listen i want a disclaimer here that i'm a provocative comedian and i like to make people mad on purpose uh Uh-oh. before i say this but i've been watching the sopranos for the first time in my life and it's pretty good <laughs> but i think it might be <laughs> like not as good maybe as people say it is and it's still pretty good and i get why it was a big deal but i uh i need a vent about this because i'm personally kind of exhausted with it because it's very long and it's like and it's not the show's fault it's just that like it's from a different era i think and people had more of an attention span it was like the only show like itself there were just less shows like that around so people had a lot of hours to invest in this damn family, but I also had time to ruminate between episodes. Like what you had time to marinate on what happened as opposed to just like, let's just binge the whole thing and forget that you even watched it. Yeah. And that's like part of how the form plays into this, you know? And I've just had like so many people be like, Oh, you know, when you say you haven't seen something, and it hurts people's guts inside somehow. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I feel like I should. I I really wish Miles was here. He's the right person to to bring this topic to because I actually I'm in the same boat as you. I've seen a few episodes of The Sopranos. I've never sat down and watched oh. the whole thing. And I don't. <laughs> <you're right. laughs> oh no! I, I was just talking about how I sh- I need to give this a actual try and watch the whole thing chronologically but uh who has the time now you know anytime saying something is pretty good is like a declaration of war that thing might be overrated (laughs) because like (laughs) people yeah that that is a highly controversial opinion I have not. I have not done the rewatch of The Sopranos. I watched it when it came out. Oh, which, I'm I know, which is the equivalent <laughs> of like what? How you can't even talk about television if you haven't rewatched it all chronologically. If you mm-hmm. haven't watched the cut where they actually 
start off with the flashbacks and then move forward in time. Uh, I don't know if that's a thing, but <laughs> it's, yeah. It, I remember when I was watching it being exhausted by it, like there being episodes where not much really happened. I'd imagine upon rewatch like that would those episodes would be better and more enjoyable because you know what once you know what's going to happen like you're not your brain's not like being like oh what's gonna happen next and like eager to like for plot Mm -hmm. but how much filler would you say there is uh like a percentage wise the filler is pretty good but it is there is a lot of filler i would say it's like Italian food. Like, it's a lot of bread, mm. you know? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay, so it's enjoyable, but... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. if you it's, have, it's, like, enough time to have right. a part-time so, job that is watching The Sopranos... Then... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I ha- I think I have to watch it, because it is one of those things where it's, like, I think it's up there with The Wire, too. Like, if you haven't seen it, you can't comment oh. on, you know, it's, like, mandatory yeah. having to have seen it. But I, I just... uh yeah, I, I don't have the time anymore. And I do have enough, like enough of these moments pop up now too, I think because of the version of the internet we have now and the way social media is, you don't have to necessarily even watch stuff to know every single cultural touchstone that comes from that piece of media. You get all the references, you get all the jokes through memes or whatever. And I'm not saying that's good or that that's better. It's just weird to me how I can understand uh, many Sopranos like jokes, like in jokes amongst the fan base. And I have not watched maybe even 20% of the episodes. Yeah. If you really want to make the mad, just be like, no, I've seen the memes. I get it. (laughs) That's why I leaned into I don't think it's good. (laughs) I didn't want people coming for me, but yeah. 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 (laughs) What is something Jake you think is underrated? Well, Somewhat related, I've been eating a lot of Italian food. I think just subliminally it got into my head from watching the show and yeah. like watch because it's like a thing that just occurs every now and then is that they're eating like a ricotta or something or like mm-hmm. they ate this thing that looks like a crown made out of bones the other day that I'm very curious about. <laughs> <laughs> what? Stuff that I'm just, I, it was crazy. I posted a picture of it on Twitter. I'm like, what the hell is this? And all these uh, Twitter. Some people are like, you don't know what that is. Like they're all dunking yeah. on me and stuff. Oh, shit. Apparently it's called a crown roast. And it's this thing oh, where they, okay, make, yeah. they make a like a like a king's crown out of mm-hmm. an animal's bones and roast yeah. it. But apparently it's pretty good. So I just have this flavor on the brain and I was shopping this grocery store the other day and I bought a jar of something called olive salad. And I would like to inform the world that it's an underrated thing in that I didn't know it existed and that's that's a form of underrated right no one's talking yeah. about this it's yeah. nobody's changer. talking about this olive salad no yes. i in my mind i'm just picturing a bunch of chopped up olives and like with some romaine thrown thrown in there is that's that that's kind of what it is oh, okay well it's not there's uh not romaine but it's like other um like olive like things like peppers that you would like soak in oil like that but it's mm. chopped up and then made into like kind of a thing you could just spread on a freaking sandwich. And like it, I'm, it's changed my life. Cause like, you know, you try to buy sandwich stuff when you're grocery shop- shopping mm-hmm. and it, you think you're like, well, what, how hard could it be? And this is like mm-hmm. a great way to feed yourself cheap. You can never really hit like the way something tastes from a deli. You know, look, I'm doing the damn yeah. Sopranos hands. Yeah. <laughs> It's because you don't know about secret stuff like olive salad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Really good. It's, uh, 
Yeah, it, it made me think of a very fancy deli, an olive salad. Like I a, think it's just technically for like a muffaletta, like a po' boy or something like that, like a yeah. like a Cajun thing. But it yeah. really it hit me because you know a lot of times when people make a salad, they put one olive on a on a what do you call it a Q tip, a toothpick, and then right. they put it in the sandwich just for like aesthetics, you know. But it's like, well, you eat a sandwich, you get to eat one olive, like while throughout the entire sandwich, that's very little olive, right? But this, it spreads throughout the entire damn thing. So every bite, you get like that salty, briny thing. Oh, man. I fucking Insane. love olives so much. And it's totally happened later in life. Like, I hated olives when I was a kid. But now it's probably the food, like, I can't get enough of. I, like, I could not imagine eating too many olives. Like, it's just, I, I, I always feel like underserved when it comes to olives i fucking love them they're the best i know these italians they got they're on to something with the olive. they're on to something with this olive thing <laughs> underrated not enough people are talking about olives is it like the the most popular food since time since the <laughs> fucking 10 commandments i suppose there's um, a very famous restaurant named after them but it's also a massive like crime organization that's and like built up around fake olive oil, I think. Yeah, olive uh, oil. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fake olive oil was like a big scam in the seventies. I remember there was like I came again I came into into contact with that, like researching something else. And it was like, yeah, and then they busted this massive like counterfeit olive oil thing. <laughs> yeah. They like, got that what? that off white supreme olive oil and they got the counterfeit version of it. And it was crazy that they were like I mean, I think they were making millions. It was like one of the biggest money makers for the mafia at one point. That's nuts. But it sounds racist to say that. Like oh, it sounds man. it sounds like you know, it's like yeah, Don't throw me under the doing... bus like that. No, I yeah, I was talking about the same thing, but like to speculate that the Italian mob is like selling counterfeit yeah. olive oil, like it sounds like you're just being like, Yeah, and then they uh, had a big meatball shipment come through, you know? Like yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. a briefcase full of meatballs. Well, yeah. We don't we don't do anti Italian racism here. Oh no, uh, no absolutely not. No. Not on you, know, podcast. you know what that reminds me of, though? There's an oddly similar story that I came upon researching for some dumb podcast I was doing about the Moonies, the uh, the cult from Korea that yeah. sort of is like the origin point of like this weird other thing that's happening in the United States with this guy named King Bullethead, who's like the guy's son. And then like oh, the guy who killed Shinzo Abe killed him because the Moonies like Shinzo and the Moonies somehow were involved in the thing with his family. Someone died. Yeah, I don't like know. Bankrupted his mom. Yeah. yeah. Moonies. So the interesting weird thing that came out from like U.S. occupation in uh in, in you know Korea back in the day, they have like a similar thing going on where they're the source of, I guess, all of Western wasabi. And oh wow, it's also fake. Like apparently when you eat wasabi, when you have sushi here, it's uh, a yeah. horseradish. They dye green and like, you yeah, Probably live your whole life and never actually have wasabi. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not going to be surprised if we Google like Canada's like counterfeit maple syrup operation. No, that's real. Oh, that fuck. is real. Also. <laughs> yeah, it's all <laughs> because criminals don't do much research. They just like Google the first thing. They're like, all right, we're Italian. What do what's, we do? What's the <laughs> what's most the popular condiment, on? and how yeah. do we rip it off? <laughs> 
No, you hit you. I know you were like randomly stabbed yeah. there. You hit dead on. There's a whole maple syrup thing in Canada. With like, wow, what's America's counterfeit? It's got to be ketchup, like, right? Oh yeah, it's, it's got to be. We have yeah. to have like counterfeit ketchup, but that would just you would just become a billionaire and it would be illegal because True. Like, that's what America is just like. Just be all right. Find the cheapest way to like make something that the piggies will gobble up and then you become a billionaire and it doesn't matter if it's poisoning them because we don't find out until people start dying 30 years later and by that time you're rich enough to like affect legislation so you're not gonna like get in any trouble to your point i don't even know if they could export the counterfeit shit like the european like food drug administrators over there would be like nah this doesn't pass the the smell test for us you guys gotta eat that over there yeah yeah wow all right. It's actually mostly red paint. This ketchup, but <laughs> it's oh. red number forty-four, Jack. It's, it's that's what it is. <laughs> Full of microplastics. Oh, yeah, God. aren't we all? Yeah. I guess mayonnaise might be the other thing. Like that, we as mm. we talked about on an episode earlier this week. It's always like been very suspicious to me that Hellman's, like the biggest word on their label, is real. <laughs> real mayonnaise okay stop asking it's like nobody was asking but now now we're very concerned yeah yeah that's my stand-up bit it's my one stand-up joke that i'm i'm workshopping that's fire you should put that in your type five. <laughs> <laughs> thanks I mean, man if you read a mayonnaise jar a certain way it says like hell is real that'd be cool yeah hell, you know? that's right hell is real people <laughs> repent Put all of those letters in huge letters and then sell it. It'll there you go. It'll take off. Hell God man, country. Yeah, Hellman would be a dope like superhero of some sort. Ooh yeah. Oh, he's named after the mayonnaise. That'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah, it's like Hellman, and then his whole thing is just mayonnaise. Yeah. He's got like a horn made Fuck. of fucking mayonnaise. <laughs> that really, uh, oh, yeah, God. cool. Didn't, didn't go where I was expecting it. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about the ultimate hell man, Dark Brandon. We'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, 
and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. The future of customer experience is here, and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com. And we're back. And Joe Biden's back, baby. He's running for president. The, the nation is energized. We're fucking pumped to have this guy run for president at the age of, you know, so old. Yeah, at a certain point, it doesn't matter anymore. So he launched his campaign website, and users quickly noticed that the site's error 404 message uh, features the dark Brandon meme, complete with a laser-eyed Biden, and the message, let's get you back on the rails here. Okay, Jack. see, I immediately thought of cocaine. This man's <laughs> eyes are, are bright red, and it said, let's get you back on the rails. Yeah. All right, Joe. <laughs> Were yeah. you just uh, blasting rails looking at the Biden 2020? Yeah, website? that's what I was doing. As, yeah. as one 4 a.m. every morning is my ritual. This yeah. is great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, it it kind of reminded me of like, uh, I think that this might be on purpose. Well, actually, it's not. You know what it is? He used to be called Amtrak Joe because he took the train. Every, yes, uh, that's got to be what it is. Uh, commute or whatever. But he also like kind of busted up a railroad strike last year. Oh, yeah, he did. Mm hmm. And I think they're just sort of betting that you won't know that because that immediately just made me remember I am mad at him about the <laughs> train strike. Yeah. Yeah. And also the biggest calamity of his <laughs> presidency might be a train derailment. Oh, right. That no one's talking about. That not, not enough people are talking about to the point that he's comfortable being like, let's get this thing back on the rails. <laughs> what? That's horrible. <laughs> what? Oh, man. That's amazing. But they're just having fun with the memes. So the Dark Brandon meme actually began with the Dark Maga meme, which featured a superpowered Donald Trump, which then gave way to the Dark Brandon, which it, it's both the consistency between the two is like portraying Trump or Biden as like Dr. Manhattan style, like laser beam eye having ubermensch, basically like authoritarians. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like this is the result of having such ineffectual and incapable parties in the United States that are just like incapable of doing anything that isn't like completely endorsed or asked for by corporations. 
And so people are like fantasizing about their leaders being like authoritarian Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, I mean, Ubermensch bending people to their will. Like speaking of authoritarian leaders, didn't the president of El Salvador, he also like tweeted memes of him with like laser eyes for the whole Bitcoin thing he was trying to push. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. It, it's I like think it's it, weird that this is a this weird like lane that they keep occupying. Well, yeah. it's I, I think it's they like uh, clearly they stole that from people that were already kind of using it, right? It's like a reappropriation yeah. oh, yeah, thing. And like I, mm-hmm. I I I think I might be wrong here, but I think that originally that came from like like internet like tanky types who were really into the USSR and would do like like the, the I mean the first one I ever saw was Lenin. And it would be like if you were arguing with someone and they didn't make a radical left enough point, you'd sort of like throw this Lenin with laser beam eyes at him. <laughs> his whole thing in history was that he was that within the far left. He was like, no, 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 no. We needed to go way more hardcore. Yeah. So like, and he had laser eyes. And that he had laser eyes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Which so. is crazy that we don't talk about that much. <laughs> Underrated, right? Yeah. But he, uh, but like that's from a internet like niche subculture mm-hmm. th- that I I think that. They must have focus grouped this stuff really hard before, like, just straight up stealing. And I say that because, like, you see that a lot with the advertisers and stuff, how, like, yeah. this bums me out about the Internet a lot. Stuff will organically occur, and it's, like, fun for us all to play with. And then about six months later, they've figured out a way to use it to, like, sell stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, last year, there was, like, this meme, he's a 10, but yada, 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 which is yeah. dumb. I just noticed that, like, a few months ago, I started getting commercials, like, every time I watch something on, like, Hulu or something, that, and it'll be like, he's a 10, but he doesn't use Rolaids or something. And <laughs> <laughs> it sucks, and then, but it also, it's weird that it's echoing so far after the original thing happened, and I think it's because there was a process of them really, like, kicking the tires on it and going, are we going to get sued if we do this? And I think it's kind of what's happening here is, like, this thing is is reappearing in something like the Biden administration's like uh, campaign thing because it's it's from the internet a few years ago at least, right. yeah. And they just sort of realized, oh, we can just do this too, and like no one's really gonna get mad at us. Yeah, the internet is just like a giant writers' room focus group for corporate America. That's basically how they view it, and they're just like, okay, well, it changed enough from the first one to the seventh one that we can just claim that it's like you know not not any one individual's creation and so we we just yeah just, just steal ideas just steal intellectual property and yeah it really it sucks if you're if you like especially if you're like a comic that's on twitter all the time because you are oh, just yeah. kind of sitting there like going like i'm just giving like i'm just throwing chum into this huge well that they i just mix metaphors but they like <laughs> They take. From, I chum my well. I chum my well. Chum, yeah. yeah, you Get never that know water what's down all there. nice and intestiny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's really weird. I I don't. I'm not sure exactly what the point of it is, other than to appeal to someone who's already done making jokes about this thing. And I truly think it kind of. It might not just be like focus groups and whatnot i think sometimes it just comes up organically where someone's nepo baby is walking around on their phone and then the person who who birthed them is like oh shit i'm gonna take that to a board meeting tomorrow and then they just kind of kick the idea around take forever to develop the idea and by the time the commercial comes out it's too 
irrelevant for anyone to care about. So it's also one of those things where like like slang is like the point of it is for young people to to speak kind of in code and like Mm -hmm. make fun of older people and like you know a word is dead when you hear your parent say it like it has a way of migrating through society up to the people that are in charge of everything and then like your teacher is like uh you know uh, it's it's bussin and you're like ah it's over (laughs) oh man (laughs) yeah and it is frustrating that like all authorship has been taken out of the the internet. The internet is just like, yeah, but you said it on the internet. So now it's now yeah. it's totally cool for the Frito Lay Corporation to use your brilliant joke. That's that's yeah. the worst part. Is I mean, stuff I said when I was in middle school is now just bubbled up to like you know, my 67 year old neighbor and they like mention it as I'm walking past and it, it kind of, <laughs> you're just like, you know, I, I understand like trying to relate to people, but there's a certain point where like, you're kind of demeaning them. I think if you're just like, well, this is the, this is how you people talk. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know, man, just, just drop <laughs> it. Uh, just, just be you. That's, that's the main lesson. Just That's how you. we spoke like 20 years ago. And now that you just said that I have to go back to bed. Yeah, like that's how deflating it is for me to hear you say that. So it's like the White House actually started using this meme last summer, tweeting dark Brandon memes along with good news for Biden. (laughs) Like, so they're just like, yep, got it. Apparently, Biden himself reportedly found it funny. But I just want to read the Biden's 2020 campaign manager's explanation of the meme. The memes are a light take, quote, a light take on the fact that Biden actually has abilities and power that most elected officials don't. And he wields it in his own way. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that's oh, I don't think that's what the memes are, man. <laughs> I got to tell you, I don't think you got that right, unfortunately. Wait, since when does this man have superpowers for anyone? <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. OK, uh, he has like dementia right Is yeah that, he has dementia the that's same the, thing i guess on a level <laughs> it's i it does seem like the joke works at a level of like this is so far from what is actually true about him and like they they have taken it to be like there's actually a kernel of truth in there and biden is actually a super intense cool person who i think <laughs> kids would want to play with an action figure of if we made them so just throwing that out there And then on the other side of the 2024 presidential race, presumably, assuming, you know, he's not, I don't know. It's going to be Trump, right? We can all agree it's going to be Trump. There's just nobody else. I think so, yeah. So E. Jean Carroll's civil case against Trump for allegedly raping her in 1996 and then denying it went to trial this week. She unequivocally stated under oath, I'm here because Donald Trump raped me. And when I wrote about it, he said it didn't happen. So very straightforward. The New York Times gave it like a little, little tiny blurb on the front page. And I don't know. It's like I we I think they've known that this story happened for, for a long time. And maybe like part of them is just responding to the fact that Trump like we we knew this stuff, stuff about him before he was elected president in 2016. But it still feels weird that it's not a a bigger story but the yeah. the mainstream media has been carrying water for rapist presidents for i don't know goes back to like thomas jefferson 
the Grover Cleveland one. So like there, there's this Newsweek article that's like other presidents who have been accused of sexual assault. And they talk that's about weird that they do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's true, but it's just like, what are they trying to say? Like, yeah. it's not a big deal because. <laughs> yeah, but they talk about Grover Cleveland, which I didn't even I, I knew that there was Grover Cleveland had this like illegitimate child scandal. But the details are like he committed rape and like told the woman in question he would do everything in his power to destroy her if she told anyone like then and there after the assault. And then the media was just like, he's got an illegitimate child. They just like (laughs) just kept it moving. And like that, that's how it like came down in history. It was just like this guy really likes the ladies or some shit. With the, yeah. was a scandal during his presidency or his campaign? Yeah, it was during his campaign. Like, wow. yeah, and everyone it was, was doing the Lindy Hop to this. Yeah, or whatever <laughs> yeah everyone was Lindy Hop into this piece of information. <laughs> I I learned about it as being like a story about like mudslinging during presidential elections. Mm, wow. Yeah, oh, the spin that history class puts on shit like this is is wild yeah it seems like if society was going to give anyone a pass it's going to be a former president like it's we keep seeing stuff like this happen and like the message is always the same and the punishments are always like unequal or they don't happen for a certain group of people like it's wild like jonathan majors uh, you know alleged horrible assault of a woman should have faced all the consequences he's facing and that but it was so quick and immediate and then you have ezra miller like they're literally kidnapping people and you know menacing a 12 year old and the marketing just goes like it like nothing happens yeah if if you i just yeah i think if you look at all of these things there's there's a clear message. I mean, I was just reading something today about Jonathan Mullaney having uh, his special out. And I want to preface this by saying that I'm not comparing Jonathan Mullaney's substance abuse issues with the violent crime that Donald Trump or Jonathan Majors has been accused of. It's just that the messages seem to be reserved for a particular group. And so they were talking about, you know, him having his uh, problems with substance abuse and whatnot, and them comparing that to like Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears and Amanda Bynes. And like, there's no pictures of him. Again, not saying he should be publicly shamed or whatever. It's just that when someone like, again, Robert Downey Jr. has his problem with with struggles or whatever in the media there's a focus on this is a historical fact and not who the person is and then when it's a person of color or a woman it's like this is who they are and we should label them as such forever and it's it's frustrating that it's not it's not equal when someone when someone hurts someone or whatever the like i think we should all feel good when that person gets punished as they should i i I don't understand why it's like well hey look at how many powerful men have been accused this is this is a a little historical factoid as opposed to like going an even an inch further and questioning why this keeps happening it's god that's maddening 
Yeah, I just watched that Mulaney special like right before we started recording, and mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty good. And I thought it's it good. Was, He's, I thought yeah. it was good because it was honest, and yeah. you know, it was kind of humanizing. And I, I think like I kind of, I kind of disagree with something you just said, which is like mm-hmm. you said we should sort of all, you know, take part in punishing all these people. I kind of think we should all give the the uh, uh, compassion that we structurally unfairly only give to these white guys like to, that should everyone gets should get treated everyone. like I'm a lady yeah. no not- no no I no I I didn't mean we all should take part in punishing someone what I meant was that we should all not even all take part in in punishing anyone like hey now we're going to shame you or anything like that I mean that and I specified if, if you hurt someone I'm talking about you know, yeah. especially when it comes to like assault and like being accused of like violence and stuff like that. Don Mulaney, I don't believe, has been accused of anything violent. So I wasn't really equating those two uh, scenarios. I just mean that like as a whole, the message has been that if you're a woman or a person of color, it doesn't matter whether you had a mental health crisis or committed a violent crime, which are very, very different things. They're both weighed equally and will likely end your career swiftly and you probably won't get a second chance with few exceptions. But if you're a successful white man, you might not have to face any consequences for anything you do. And even if you do, people will be willing to let you come back. Yeah. Without piling on. Yeah, it's inconsistent for sure. Yeah. 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 But anyways, Mulaney special decent. (laughs) I haven't watched it, so yeah, no, oh, it's good. I, I'm not again. This isn't this isn't an indictment of John Mulaney or anything. I'm this is an indictment of like the media. And yeah, again, yeah, totally. when you when you have someone again like someone who dealt with substance abuse issues and mental health issues in public, like Britney Spears, and then everything that even to this day, if she posts a picture of herself dancing, people question her mental health. Yeah, it's inconsistent that they get zero and everyone else gets a negative number or whatever they, yeah, they get yeah. kind of a neutral response they're kind of treated like as if it's it's made as easy as possible for them to like get past or whatever and that i think you're, you know you're probably right that this is like at least at the very least like the media is like a mechanism by which this happens but like it also you know it's, it's probably just like deep into like huge ideological structural stuff in the way that just like everyone is thinking right now too because like i mean you just i don't know i'm on the internet all the time the internet's a fucking cesspool and you read people's takes on this sort of stuff and it's frustrating because you see it coming straight from people where they don't even realize that they have this wild inconsistency you're talking about if they happen to be somebody who is like okay let's bring this back to this trump thing right people that like him they're gonna give this a pass and they're gonna focus on the similar thing that the other guy has been accused of at kind of inconsistently or whatever. And uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and I feel like the New York Times has taken that into the equation and is like downplaying or like not publicizing the story as much because they're like, well, his followers aren't going to give a shit. Yeah, it's yeah. sad. Yeah. This is all just a lit like this is like a litmus test. It's like you t- you take a your dipstick and you stick it into the internet and you pull it out and you go, like that's, that's <laughs> what I always go with stuff. It's like things are bad. Like the way people are thinking that? is bad. Yeah. I mean, just to to the Mulaney question, like, it'll be interesting to see, like, how much this defines his legacy. But I just remember growing up, the first thing I learned about Richard Pryor was, like, that he set himself on fire while smoking 
cocaine, you know, like mm-hmm. that. And I think that's the like it's subtle things like that where it's like, okay, I just in your point that like one group it becomes the defining thing about them as opposed that's true, to true for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about the Ten Commandments and Black Mirror. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at alienware.com deals. That's alienware.com deals. The future of customer experience is here and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit Nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's Nice.com. And we're back. And the Ten Commandments are in the news again that my brain just turns off usually when I see this shit. But... The Texas Senate just passed a bill requiring each public school classroom to display a copy of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> They'll be on display at my shows at the Velveeta Room. Oh, <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I, I put them behind me every time I perform, but yes. be especially large in Austin, Texas. 
So which ones do you put? Because there are actually <laughs> two Ten Commandments in the Bible. And the second one, like the revised edition, because I guess I, I remember the part where like Moses, I guess, like breaks them, like has them on tablet and then breaks them. And then, like, I guess the, there's like a weekend of Bernie's two where he has to like go back up and like do it again. But like this time, the commandments have things like this. This is one of the Ten Commandments in the in the Bible. All that openeth the matrix is mine. First of all, that's <laughs> trippy as fuck. And every fuck? firstling among thy cattle, whether ox or sheep, that is male. It's very specific. Also, thou shalt not see a kid in his mother's milk. So it's like very farming, <laughs> farming related. <laughs> Just instructions on how to rear your cattle is the Ten Commandments. I think they, if they were willing to make that the Ten Commandments that they put in courtrooms, I think that would be at least funny. Yeah. 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 I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I think I'd be shocked to learn like how many things in our society are based around like just farming just old world like agricultural uh, yeah. tent poles that we just kept going and didn't question uh yeah. wow that's fascinating yeah i mean we you were just talking about how we shouldn't see a kid in his mother's milk and yeah then, like come to find out the origin of that belief was in the set 10 commandments 2.0 it's one of my favorite bars uh, that I heard in that uh, that Wu Tang track. Don't <laughs> don't put right. the seed in the. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds fucking weird. What, <laughs> what does it mean to see the a child? No idea. I, yeah, I mean, it's all kinds of 4chan. I think in going on in that sentence right there. I don't. I don't want to investigate for it. That's a good point. The, the, this was their 4chan back in the day because they didn't have the internet. True. Yeah. This was a post and got weird real quick <laughs> yeah it's a weird re-edited post yes like, oh hold on i didn't mean to type the seven <laughs> like that we put it i didn't mean up. to start talking about the matrix at the beginning <laughs> of that one but it seemed to get a reaction so we'll just go with that but this is all a thing because the supreme court announced a vague new history and tradition test to replace the last 50 years of establishment clause law so it's basically around that football coach who prayed on the field and got fired because they were like people don't want you to do that and he was insisted on doing it and the so the weirdest thing him. about hardcore like red state republicans is that they claim to be into like these american ideals one of the biggest ones is separation of church and state like they right. don't love the founding fathers and they're talking about yeah. the one of tattoos of them and airbrushed on their truck and stuff and yeah. one of their first big things was this that was like their main, like the, they were always talking about that shit. Like that was, yeah, they've just edited that part out. I, I get the feeling that the, these people are not big on primary document, looking at primary sources and reading, reading unedited, you know, documents of what the founding fathers were worried about. True. Yeah. But anyways, it's a mess. Uh, also, Black Mirror is coming back in June. It's, it just feels weird now. Like, I don't know. It, it seems like the time for Black Mirror has passed. I don't We'll have to see what 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 these are like. But it, it just feels like too many of the things have are already happening from mm -hmm. the previous one. So maybe they'll have to just like ramp it up. But do you think it's possible to, to get more surreal? Like, it, I don't know. It's hard for a whole season to to get 
to be pulled off well when it's when something is as lofty of an idea but i as predicting the near future yeah yeah Yeah. but i i do think i don't know if that's necessarily i always took it as like this could happen i I think i don't want to put all the pressure of like they're predicting necessarily but I like the idea, the thought experiment of Black Mirror. So I like that it's going as like an art experiment. But I, yeah, is, will it be good? I don't know. They've had some really shitty episodes. So sure, we'll see. Well, that's what's good about a you know this type of show is you can have mm-hmm. a shitty one off and be like, all right, I'm gonna yeah. skip to the one. I love not. Black Mirror because they swing for the fences and yeah, absolutely sometimes. But when they hit, it's really good. You know, Ex- exactly. Yeah, totally. It's like Twilight Zone, formulaic type thing. Mm-hmm. Every time you yeah. watch it, you're like, oh, what, what's the thing going to be? But like, and I think it's an interesting question you ask. Like, uh, can, can it happen now? Because like, I think the last time they released the show was kind of before the pandemic, which is right. the, one of the more recent like uh, milestones where we went, oh, my God, we're through the looking glass, right? Mm-hmm. But if you remember years ago when they uh the last season of black mirror they put out if you lived in new york city at least i guess i remember seeing these ads everywhere like on the sides of uh, bus stops and stuff where the ad would be like black mirror and then like the rest of the poster was a mirror and it would i think the bit like i care exactly how they worded it but it was like you're living in it like yeah the new mm. season it's already here because everything felt so weird and like right. you know i mean i i was just talking to somebody about this yesterday like we kind of there's this feeling in the air right now where like we're in the upside down land like mm-hmm. it we it feels like we are through the looking glass and everything's weird but it's kind of felt like that for like a long time yeah like every if you've every, been paying attention yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean like i think we, me and my friend yesterday were sitting around we're trying to figure out what the what the first one was and like i think like they were like you know, somebody was like oh maybe remember when trump was like running for president that was the first time you were like Am I on acid right now? Like, why is reality yeah. so weird? But then before that, like, there was, you know, the, the like, protests and, like, the police uh, stuff in, like, Ferguson. I remember being really... Ferguson was really out. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, Occupy before that and stuff. And I think, yeah, like... Occupy, yeah. This, it's actually... I think you can keep doing Black Mirrors, I guess what, I, I guess what I'm saying, because, yeah. like, it's going to continue to feel like this forever like every every couple years something's gonna happen where you're just gonna go oh my god like reality's bending apart yeah i guess i don't i don't want to say like i don't think they should it's just like i feel like the public mood is probably like oh fuck (laughs) because they've gotten so much right it's like do we want to look into our near future at like what like just counting off some of the things that they've gotten like eerily specifically right there's the robot dogs which were immediately oh, yeah. unleashed by the NYPD. The AI that recreates your dead loved ones, as mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier, that's already happening. They had an episode about an annoying TV celebrity running for political office, and the mm-hmm. AV Club wrote at the time that there's just not enough there to suggest that Waldo's <laughs> moment would last much longer than 15 minutes. And then <laughs> and then Trump got elected president. And yeah, yeah turned out. Yeah, it was it, so. Yeah, I, I guess I can say because I watched that episode after uh, the Waldo moment after Trump had been elected, and so I guess I can say like the episode. It didn't take anything away from the episode. It just made it like 
there was an absurdist angle to it because it, people were voting for a cartoon character in that episode in particular. And the cartoon character was like blew up so big that the guy playing it became unwound and, and really like upset that he wasn't getting any credit. And so into that there, even in that story, there's a little bit of a guy behind the mask having some sort of soul and like, you know, not liking what's happening to the image of, of this thing he created. And in reality, Donald Trump doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and he's just a perfect machine of narcissism. Y- yeah, and yeah. that's that's a little more terrifying. So watching the the episode actually felt a little bit like of a reprieve from reality, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, that does. yeah. that's so yeah. true. Yeah, it's like, oh man, I wish it was this simple Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish it was as as easy as Black Mirror made it seem. Even like the one where you record everything through your eyes, like that. I think that was season one, right? Where like they have you have little like recorders in your eye that, and then you can like play back the memories. Like the other day, I was like w- sitting with my kids while they were like playing a game, and I was like looking at old videos of my kids and like me playing with my kids while I could have been playing with my kids, and I was like, ah. Oh. This is not good. <laughs> this is that Black Mirror episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I don't like about Black Mirror? What's that? What's that? They they do this thing and it it works pretty well, but it's like a little on the nose where at the every episode ends with a musical cue that is a song that's perfectly like oriented towards whatever they're commenting on socially. Yeah. But like there was an episode, I which I think was a stinker, by the way. I don't, uh, if anyone's listening for Black Beer, where <laughs> like Take a, note. a shooting happened because a guy couldn't stop looking at Twitter on his phone, and then like the ending credits were like "Can't take my eyes off of you." It was oh, too no. on the nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm more less less I'm less worried about this meta stuff you're talking about, Jack. And I'm more just worried about the writing content of the show because it's sure it's crazy. I kind of can't believe how much I like Black Mirror because like mm. the, the guy who made it made some other stuff that I do not enjoy. But he's what's the other stuff he made? Is Charlie Booker? Is that Charlie Brooker. He made this Brooker. uh man. I'm sorry, this is a very popular show. I'm sorry if you hear this Charlie Brooker. I gotta be honest though, you know. Yeah, I have to be authentic, uh, or else I <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what'll happen. But um uh, he made this he makes this thing at the end of the year every year that's like a re uh, look back on the year and how horrible it was. And it kind of has this thing I'm talking about where we th- every year we're like, that was the worst year of all time. And it just keeps right. happening every year. It yeah. always, the logo of it is always a dumpster on fire, which is like <sighs> the oldest internet joke in the yeah. book, man. Yeah. Hi, you know what I'm saying? Hire me to write for the new Black Mirror, please. I got yes. some notes. I think that's what we're learning. Jake needs to write for the new Black Mirror. You, you need to not. Charlie Brooker. <laughs> that would truly be a dystopian universe. Think about that. If yeah. I was writing for your TV show. Among the guest stars, Salma Hayek, Zazie Beats, Aaron Paul, and Josh Hartnett. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. All right, man. Anyways, I, I'll, I'll definitely watch the shit. I actually, I mean, that that's may not be true. I, I really just watch the Black Mirror episodes that everyone's like, oh, this is the good one. And I skip most of them. Whereas... When the when the first season dropped and like it was only on like only available in the UK and you had to like pirate it and stuff that was 
It was like the most anticipated content of like that year was like, oh, have you heard about this show Black Mirror? And now it's like all available on Netflix. And I'm like, I'll watch like 20% of them. I'll watch the ones <laughs> that Jake says are good on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching the ones that someone else said are good. So it's a filtering <laughs> process nice. before we get, get to the, Jake. Yeah. Well, Jake, truly a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist, as always. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Uh, it's been a great time. Thanks for having me back. Good to see you guys. I am all over the internet. My handle on everything is at Feral Jokes, which is an anagram for my name, which is Jake Flores. Whoa. Feral like an animal, jokes like jokes. Yeah, people don't realize it until I, I say it like that. that. And then Fucking they go, anagrams, man. whoa. Boy, yeah. Man. It's uh, easier to host stuff this way because my name gets stolen and stuff and used for websites. Yeah, so that's that's me all over the internet. I'm on Twitter a lot. I'm on uh, Instagram. Uh, I have a TikTok. I don't really use it, but maybe I'll start. And if you're in Austin, Texas, uh, like I said, I'll be at the Velveeta Room May 26th and 27th. I think I got that right. There's two shows one night, one show the other night. Check it out. VelveetaRoom.com is the website. And I live in New York, and I do stand up here, and I'm kind of all over the place. So just keep a uh, keep an eyeball on me, and I'll probably be where you are soon doing stand up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and my podcast is called Pod Damn America. It's um a comedy podcast that's uh, left leaning politically and kind of has the laser eyeball things we were talking about earlier going on, but uh, smarter I hope than the, what <laughs> uh, the internet has to offer. Yeah, that yeah. show. Why are you mad? That's it. There you go. Is there a Twitter work of media that you've been enjoying? Yeah, I really am glad you asked me this question because uh, the tweet I've been enjoying is a tweet by Twitter user at Joe Rogan. Yes. Fired off 6.38 p.m. November 16th, 2009. It says... What? Uh, and it's if you didn't catch that, this is the Joe Rogan. He tweeted in the year 2009, again, comma... Two guys, one horse.com capital letters is the Mr. Hands video capital letters NSFW, a bunch of exclamation points. It's one of those things you capital letters have to see to believe. I don't know why he tweeted this. And hasn't um, and don't look at it, by the way, especially if you don't know what that is. It's a, one of the worst things of all time. But uh, I have been enjoying thinking about the fact that for some reason, Joe Rogan tweeted out that you have to watch a horrible video. Yeah. Jesus. 2009. Seems on brand. You've changed, Rogan. Or maybe <laughs> yeah. not. Justin, wonderful having you as well. Uh, where can people find you? And is there a work in media you've been enjoying? Uh, it's been great being here. Thank you all for having me back. Uh, you can find me at jcon the smith on instagram and instagram only that's at j-c-o-n-t-h-e-s-m-i-t-h and uh i don't i don't have a, a piece of media or anything i no okay <laughs> i will however though uh i'm okay here i'll share this it'll be on my own account but I've actually been temporarily taking a, you know, some time off in the middle of the week. So I haven't been doing the Wednesday episode. So one of these upcoming Tuesdays, I'm actually finally, after several years, getting uh, my tattoo that I've been thinking about for a long time. I'm getting a full sleeve done by an amazing artist. And yeah, I'm going to be posting pictures of that up soon. So yeah, you can just follow me there and uh, check out the tattoo process. There you go. A couple tweets of it. Harrison Weinreb 
tweeted two things within an hour of each other that it tweeted, I hate when the toilet overflows. That's the complete opposite of what I was going for. And then also, I love flushing the toilet. It's like, this never happened. <laughs> I feel like a nice window into what was going on in their life and also very true. Great meditations on toilets. Uh, you can wise. find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes on our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information footnotes. that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Justin, what's a song that you think people might enjoy? Okay, I have no idea where I came across this track. I don't know much about any of the people featured on here, but this song has all the references a millennial such as myself will recognize, like bars about Phoebe from Friends and Dee Dee from Dexter's Laboratory, but some of the jokes in here are just straight violations. This sounds just like just a bunch of young kids throwing jokes out, and it's funny to me, but... Oh, man. Uh, for example, they end one verse where they're like, my crew ball like Caillou, my crew hot like Cayenne. We got tunnel vision. Rest in peace to Princess Diane. Wow. And uh, yeah, after yesterday's episode, I didn't I was going to recommend this song. And I was like, no, not not on not on the, the car crash sequence we had at the <laughs> beginning. But um, this song is called CC by Indie Tribe. No big deal. And John Keith. And you can find that song in the footnotes. footnotes. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. And we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for HealthAid Kombucha. Uh, this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst quenching. Uh, great for your gut health. HealthAid Kombucha comes in many flavors. Pink Lady Apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, it made your tummy feel good? That is Health Aid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum tum feel good. So make Health Aid Kombucha your go to for a healthier, happier you.